Gaming Uncensored is brought to you by Colonel Duff. Duff, helping a random handicapped guy in the middle of nowhere. Only on Gaming Uncensored. Controlling transmission. Divided by a thousand miles of barren wasteland, two men mysteriously linked by alien technology on a podcasting mission to boldly deliver video game news and views directly to your brain. This is Gaming Uncensored. Now, your gaming uncensored guides, the dynamic duo, the video game gurus, yeah, okay. a man on wheels, and a yeti with a modem, Jamie and Tommy. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. How you doing? My name is Jamie Jordan, and this is a brand new episode of Gaming Uncensored, I think. <laughs> if everything works, we're both here, tech's working, we, it might actually happen! Hold on to your we, hat, we can folks! Uh, of course, Tommy's sitting over there, what's up, man? Ah, uh, you know, just chilling. Yeah! <laughs> yeah! We, we, uh, you know, nothing big going on over here or anything, uh, just chilling. Life is fun, uh, We. It? Life is fun. It is. Uh, we have been off for a little while, as you guys know. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, typically, when we uh, when we take a, a bit of a break unexpectedly, it's because something happens life wise, and and sure enough, something happened life wise, uh, and uh, we we've been uh, handling that, which is uh, fantastic news. Uh, that uh, the sexy sidekick and I have uh, another baby. We have a baby boy. That's a baby boy. <laughs> I, I feel like there needs to be a cigar. Or something, or yes, many, many. I thought about many. Pour myself a little glass yeah. of bourbon because I haven't had a glass of bourbon <laughs> in a while, so uh, that would have been nice. Uh, but I did it now, I'm regretting that. Uh, <laughs> whew, man, that would be a good idea, anyway. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, we uh, we adopted a baby boy uh, about a month ago now, uh, so uh, pretty quickly after we did the last show, note that when we did the last show, uh, we had no clue. No idea. Not 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 a not a iota of an idea at that point that we would soon be uh, parents for the second time. Uh, and so we got the call shortly after the last show, and have been dealing with that essentially ever since the last time we were on the air, uh, and, <clears throat> and finally settled to the point that we can get back on the air, uh, which is exciting because I definitely miss this. Uh, but it's also been wonderful and exciting and great taking care of new baby boy, and he's happy and healthy and, and doing great and. Uh, little girl is loving having baby brother and, and mom is happy and, and everything's really good around here right now. So, uh, yeah, that's a so good I have known about this for just about a month. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're two days short of the day that you called me and said, Hey, this is going on. And, uh, <laughs> I've, I've somehow managed to keep my mouth shut for the last month, which has been really, really hard. Uh, yes. uh, Duff actually texted, 
about a week ago and was like, hey, are you guys okay? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, there's this thing going on. And then he's not on Facebook. And so he did not get the notice. And I'm sure he got a text uh, because he kind of flipped out a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, and and so I've I, other than talking to him, I've had a really, really hard time keeping my mouth <laughs> shut. It's really because this this is a big deal, big big. It deal. is a big deal. Um, yeah, this this is one of the things. Uh, I think life is getting harder for everybody. Uh, with with the economy and with everything being the way it is and stuff going on and I I I think uh, I think I think it's getting hard for everybody and this is a nice bright spot. Uh, yes. So we're, we're really happy about this. Really excited about <laughs> this. I'm glad that we can finally like this morning. I was like, there's <laughs> like a better than fifty percent chance that you could bail. Right, right. And so I, I, <laughs> sure. I was waiting on that call. It's like, sorry, dude, I got a bail, <laughs> and I'm just uh, really excited that it did not happen. Uh, so yes. I'm glad to be me, here. Me too. And and it could still happen anytime. I could get a message saying, "Hey, uh, baby, emergency." But uh, right now, everything looks good, and uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yes, uh, because. You know, this is this is still part of life too, uh, and uh, we gotta we gotta do this because we go crazy. Yes, we would. So, baby or no baby, here and we I are. And I gotta be totally honest. I was getting towards the uh, crazy aspect of things. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was getting there, and and you would think, as long as we have done this, that we would sort of get used to ads. Life will just get around to that. Uh, whenever we get around to that, and it'll be okay, and we'll see each other whenever we see that. No, no, that's not what actually happens. Look, I've, I've been playing Baldur's Gate for a month, and all I want to do is talk about it. And, right. and, and like, <laughs> like, and, and this is where we do that, and I can't yep. talk to other people about it. Like, I got, I got. Chris in my house, and I I feel like such an idiot because I watched the Dungeons and Dragons movie with him, and I don't know if you got a chance to see that. I haven't. It's on my list. I didn't. But at some point in the movie, uh, the main character uses the speak with the dead spell, and uh, they're in a graveyard, and the, the he casts the spell on the dead person says up and says okay you get five questions and and when i fired up boulder's gate and i got that spell and it's like okay you got five questions i went into my living room and i was i told chris i was like i i just got the thing with the zombie where you can ask five questions and he was like cool like, like <laughs> you know, this is not really a thing. And I'm like, I really just yeah. want to be excited with somebody. And, and this this is my space for this. So, yes. Yes. yeah. 100%. Let, forewarning, 
Jamie and I have not discussed Baldur's Gate since he started playing Baldur's Gate, aside from texting back and forth just a little bit, but it's been not a lot. And so you are about to experience our, our talking about Baldur's Gate together for, for better or for worse. Uh, everybody gets to live that with us. And right. I'm very, very excited. Yes. Yes. And before we do that, before we start anything else, we should probably say thanks to the Patreon guys because they're paying for stuff. Uh, so. Yes, uh, they, they paid for Baldur's Gate yes. for us, which we appreciate. So thank you, Kevin, Jose, Nark, Duff, Josh, Hector, Spider, Spencer, Kavash, Chad, Zeke, Chris, Brigham, Sam, Andrew, Luke, Logan, and Liz. Thank you all for your support, especially when we take a month off uh, unexpectedly. <laughs> we we appreciate your support all the more. Uh, uh, if you want to support us on Patreon, you can do that. Go by GamingUncensored.com and click the Become a Patron link uh, there to uh, to support us, help us buy games, talk about games, uh, support the show. We got other bills. We got to pay for yes. Kind of stuff as well, and so uh, you help take care of all of that for us, which we uh, which we greatly greatly appreciate. Uh, of course, you can get the video version of this show uh, each episode on the Patreon, and so that's a, a little perk and, and other Patreon content from time to time. And so, uh, but but again, we really really appreciate your support because uh, it helps us a ton, uh, especially when we're busy otherwise uh, <laughs> to keep us playing games and coming back to talk about. Speaking them. of bills, and I don't do this very often, but our hosting. Uh, went up a bunch last month and uh, so a couple of things uh, he is correct we got Bill Spain we appreciate you guys for doing that but if you are out there and you happen to know of a hosting company that could get us a good deal we are we are open to switching uh, we yeah. have some very specific <laughs> needs and so it may be sort of tough, but uh, we we are kind of shopping for some new web hosting because ours just went up a whole bunch. So if you happen to know of a good web hosting company that can provide us uh, everything that is necessary, I know of a couple. Uh, but the the couple that I know of do not provide email, and so we have some options. But I'm trying to figure out how we handle email and all of that jazz, also. So, um, yeah, yeah. If you know of a hosting company, we are definitely looking. Or if you know somebody at Hostgator that can get us a deal, if you work for Hostgator and you <laughs> want to get a give us a deal, yes. You are uh, you are providing server space for this show, so please send us an email, gaminguncensored at gmail.com. Yes, for sure. <laughs> All that said, should we talk about some Baldur's Gate? I really think we should. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm so I'm excited about it. <laughs> do we talk about Baldur's Gate or do we talk about baseball? I think we leave baseball at the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> I do have my Astros hat on uh, today. I usually wear my Zelda hat for right. the show, but but I had to wear the Astros hat right. today. And 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 yeah, we'll get into. Some I, baseball. I've been I've been hanging out with you know it's been me and another dude in my house for a month <laughs> and a half, and so it's been like the sport zone over here. Uh, that, nice. That's all we've been doing for uh, for a little while. We're having a good time, uh, and we will get to that. But man. I okay. I don't even know how to start. Let, let me let me just say that you grew up playing 
a fair amount of D&D. And, yes. and, and I, I did not. I played, I've been a part of three campaigns, and one of those campaigns was only four or five years ago, right? So D&D is not something that was a massive part of my life. And I'm not really, well, there's no not really to it. I, I've never actually <laughs> finished a c campaign because all of the stuff that they say about Dungeons and Dragons, about spending six hours in your buddy's back. Like, that's true. Like, that's the time yeah, let me, that it takes. I'm going to jump in on you just yeah. really quick, just to say that I've played tons of D&D &D in my yes. life, and I've very rarely finished a campaign. Okay. <laughs> like, very, very rarely have I ever actually played with a group that made it through a campaign, because you just want it to keep going forever. So you just keep going until, like, everybody just kind of flakes out on it, and you start a new one, and you keep going on that one. Yeah. It flakes out, so. Anyway, so, yes, continue. So, my my point with all of this is is like I I played a little bit of D and D but not much, and and the thing that uh, is shocking to me about this game, knowing what little D and D that I know, is that it feels like it feels like a D and D campaign. Like I have thought to myself. Several times, I just want to find a day where I can lock myself in my office and play for six hours straight. Because at this point, I'm playing for like an hour, hour and a half, two hours every night. And, and it's not enough. It has that feel of, okay, is Saturday going to get here quick enough? Because I just want to put myself in front of the computer and play this game. And and part of the reason that I feel that way is a, it's extremely well written. The voice acting great. All of the gripes that we've had about Zelda and other games, none of that exists here. And and so it, it's fantastic. And b, it to me, it's one of the most strategic games that I've ever played. One thing that I did. The, the other thing that I did not do when I was growing up was learn to play chess. And and mm. I I know you did. I know you play a little chess here and there. Um, and, and so I've not really played a lot of chess. And every time I fire up Boulder's Gate, I feel like I'm playing chess. And everybody that yeah. I talk to... I've ha I've tried to adequately explain to them, you know, I've been playing video games for for all my life for thirty five plus years, and I don't I can't remember a game that has required me to think critically like this one does, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of critical thinking going on here, and. To the point that, okay, I'm just going to admit that I know that you played this in the way that you do your normal stuff, which is a natural playthrough kind of thing, and you just sort of let things happen, and 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 that's that's great, 
But I don't know enough about D&D, and so I'm having to look stuff up and figure stuff out. And, like, I, I literally just figured out yesterday, and this may only be a Baldur's Gate thing, but I literally just figured out yesterday that you can have a conversation with a person, with one person in your party, and then walk up with mm. another person in your party, <laughs> and it'd be an entirely different conversation. That that yes. didn't happen in Dragon Age. It didn't happen. <laughs> it hasn't happened in any other game that I ever played. I I I I it. You know, I made the joke about the speak to the dead spell. Well, mm. I've had it for twenty hours. And right. I'm not really <laughs> used it. And, and I, I was like, oh, crap. I should have been doing yeah. this. And, and, and yep. of course, my, my, the gamer in me says another little small thing, and then I'll let you talk. The gamer in me says, okay, when you get to the end of the day, you need to do a long rest and recover all your stuff. And so you, you can take off and go about all, all, all of the things that you need to go about. But as I'm playing, I start to understand why you get two short rests per day and, and, and why they are necessary, why they are necessary, why you need to use them. I say all of this in such a scattered way because Baldur's Gate 3 is an extraordinarily strategic game. Like, I don't really think that if you are a person that doesn't really play video games like we play video games, meaning that this is our hobby, I think you're going to play about 15 minutes of this and go, this is this is too much. It's too complicated. I I, I can't. Re I I don't really know where because this is not one of those things where you can just push buttons. It's it's not. Yeah. And I don't mean this as an insult because we love Final Fantasy VII. Okay, but Final Fantasy VII as an RPG, especially in combat, has a rhythm to it. You you have your attack. You have your your potions, you have your summons, and and you can just kind of do whatever. And most of the time, it kind of works. You can't do that with Boulder's Gate. Like this yeah. is the dumbest thing. But like two days ago, I I I I have come across the idea that you have the ability to jump with every character every single turn. And it never occurred to me, okay, I don't have enough movement to get to where I need to go, but I can right. jump <laughs> and get where I need to go. And it's like it's essentially the same. It's little stuff like that that you just yes. that 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 aren't I'm not gonna say it's not available in in every other game because I'm sure there's 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 a comp out there somewhere. I just can't think of it. Yeah, it it is a very different type of game than 
than just about anything else we've ever played other than like other Baldur's Gate games, you know, other yeah. D&D heavy games. And even then this, you know, uh, it deviates in a lot of ways. It is definitely not Dragon Age, nope. though it does have a lot of resemblance to Dragon Age, but it is also very, very different. Um than Dragon Age. Uh, a couple of things you mentioned uh, that I think are, are worth uh, uh, following up on. One, about the way that I play games, <laughs> which I have attempted with Baldur's Gate to varying degrees of success. And so I do love, uh, for whatever reason, we've talked about this on the show, I just had this shift really with Breath of the Wild was kind of the first game that I was like, or The Witcher 3 was really the first game that I took this approach as kind of grown from there. Uh, and Breath of the Wild was obviously the, the one that was kind of the fulfillment of this because it's a game that works so well for that playthrough, which is just to kind of go and see what happens. And I've done that uh, a lot with Baldur's Gate. And I still am, am mostly doing that. But Baldur's Gate's so deep and complex in, in right. how these storylines intertwine and everything. I've several times had to go look up. Yeah. Stuff. Like, I, I have no shame about that. That I'm I'm like, okay, like, what did I do to make whatever happen? And I've, I've done almost every major quest in the absolute wrong way. Not in the, the, the this is one of the things that's brilliant about the game is that it, it adapts to you and it allows you to do things not in the way that's kind of most intended, but in a different way than something like Zelda, which is a game that basically has no guide on how you're supposed to do it. You just kind of tackle the game. This has that to a certain degree, but it has a lot more structure and narrative in its story. Zelda doesn't have a lot of that. Baldur's Gate has tons of that. And so you can easily, quote unquote, kind of break it. But the game is really good at still working out when you break something. <laughs> and so, like, I have several times gone, oh, crap, I broke this. Like, I, I have screwed up my game. I have failed something miserably. There is no chance that, like, I can go back and, and undo. I'm going to have to reload a save from, like, 20 hours ago. I go look it up, and they're like, oh, yeah, you just go do this. And, like, uh, you know, like, dude's there. Like, whatever. Right. Like, it, it works out. And what? I'm like, oh, okay, good. The game figured it out for me. It let me break it. Let me screw it up. And then still rewarded me for that, which I love. I love being able to go into a game and go, this is not the way that they intended for me to approach this at all. And yet they still intended for this to work out and, and it does. Let me give you, let me give you an example. And and I'm 70 and a half hours in and I'm in the <laughs> goblin camp in act one, which is ridiculous because it's not that far, but, but, right. <laughs> but, but part of the reason that I've spent so much time is I spent like 30 hours Trying to figure out how to save the grove without killing anybody, right? Yeah. And, and 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 like if you are because I really started Boulder's Gate going, okay, I'm gonna do this the Tom the Tommy way and just go the natural way of things and see what happens and what whatever. And, and I got to the Grove and started looking around, and I'm like, we both play naturally good guys in general. That's the way we play. And so I get yep. to the Grove, and I see the situation. I'm like, crap, I don't want to kill anybody. And so I look around. I'm talking to people. I'm trying to figure this out, and I can't figure it out. Like, there's no good way out of this. Like, if I, if I, and uh, if I, for example, steal the idol, then all of the druids are mad at me and I get run out of the grove. If I kill What's-Her-Face, then some of them are mad at me and I might get run out of the mm -hmm. grove. If, if I, so, 
So that was like the first thing that I looked up was like, how do I do this without killing anybody? And one of the things that I found was there's a way to do it out in the swamp. And, and it's a really nice story beat that you would never, ever, ever find if you didn't look it up. Like there, yeah. like you gotta go into her like office area, her, her little room there, and there's a note, and then the note sends you out into the swamp, and they're like, like yep. there's a way to do the Grove without losing anybody, but to know what that way is, you gotta, you gotta, you know. Go look at what yeah. somebody else has done. Like, I've got, like, eight tabs open all the time <laughs> I do while I'm playing because, like, okay, for example, last night I finally got around to busting Helson out of the goblin camp. And so now his thing is we got to go kill the goblins. Well, to this point... I had managed to waltz into the goblin camp and and not, like, have anybody mad at me. So now I'm trying to figure out, can I get out of here without slitting somebody's throat? I don't think it's possible. I, I, can't, I can't find anywhere on the Internet that says it's possible. But yeah. the thing about this thing is that, and we talk about using gods all the time, there is not a single guide out there that has all of the information that you need to play this game the quote-unquote correct way or the right way or however you want it to end up. There's not a... So you can't go to IGN and just pull up a thing and go separate because right. like there's stuff that, that, that they missed and then you go over here and some guy, some other guy missed something else. And, and like, I mean, for crying out loud, I got a soul coin by talking to a squirrel. Okay. That's not, <laughs> right. that's not in a guide anywhere. Like that's just one of those fluky things that, that you just sort of like stumble onto. Right. And so I yep. do, I have like eight tabs open because the what and here's how I justify it to myself. You and I we're gonna play this game one solo. We might do a little bit. We are going to do a little bit of multiplayer, and then we definitely and then we're going to move on to other stuff. And so part of part of my reasoning while playing this game for for you know, having eight tabs open all the time is I probably only have enough time to go through this story one time and without getting, without going line for line on some guide because yep. you can't, um, I'm, I'm trying to see as many variations to a particular yes. situation as I can possibly see. Because I'm really, like I said, we really only have time. You and I really only have time to do this one time. 
we're not going yeah. to go back to it because Spider-Man's coming. There, there, there's, yes. there's Starfield. There's, there's like we, <laughs> we have, we have enough time to do this once. And so I do. Yeah. I have eight to ten tabs open, and, and I'm not ashamed of it because I want to see the eight zillion different ways that a given situation could play out. And and, yes. and I. I guess we can get by with it because we do the show and I'm calling call it quote-unquote <laughs> research. But like, but like, if I talk to Duff or, or, or you or anybody else, not a single one of us is going to approach one of these situations the same way. Um, yeah. You said to me several weeks ago now, I just get a random text. It's like, well, I vaporized shadow art. She did. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, that kind of sucks. And, and I wanted to text you back and say, did you get the skeleton from the, from the crypt? Because he'll bring her back. Right. Uh, if you want to do that. Uh, yes. I mean, I mean there, my point is, is there's eight zillion different ways you can go about every single situation. And what I have figured out is that despite the openness, the order in which you do the quests really matters for a given result. Okay. Yes. Like if I had done, if I had not done quests in a certain order, if I had not gone to the swamp, if I had not done all of that, there's no way to adequately keep the grove safe that I can see <laughs> and not have everybody die. And, and like I just got the night song quest. I don't know if you got the nights on where yeah. you go on the and, and part of the part of my issue with that is you're supposed to get that quest from a guy that's standing in the grove. And and him and another guy have have an argument at the very beginning when you first walk in there and there's something that's supposed to happen and one of them punches the other out and whatever. Anyway, my situation went completely differently. And and yep. everybody was totally okay. <laughs> and then when I started to go look for that guy, he's not around. And I'm like, well, did he die? Where'd he go? What what happened? Um, and and uh, finally, after like 10 hours, I just gave up. And so I'm like, okay, I, uh, you know, I don't know how I'm going to get that quest. I don't know how this is going to happen. I'm messing around in the goblin camp, and I find a note, one of those things that I just stumbled on, and it was like, Here's uh, how to get to the to the bottom of the temple, and and it's like find the night song, and I was like, well, crap! I just spent ten hours looking for that guy. Like, it's yes. it's it's mind bending. This thing. So I. I, I could uh, uh, confirm that you can do it completely the wrong way and save everybody at the Grove, because I did. Uh, <laughs> because I, uh, you know, went through the Grove and talked to all the people and did all the things and figured out, you know, like, okay, I gotta go find Halson and, and that's gonna be the key to saving everybody. And, like, nobody kill each other yet? Wait till I get back or whatever. And so I go to the Goblin Camp 
And I'm like, you know, like, okay, got to find Halson. And I pissed somebody off and got into a fight. And then like all the goblins are trying to kill me. And I'm like, okay, so we're doing this. And so I just like wiped everybody out. You right. know, <laughs> just like which, went through and just plowed through the goblin camp, which was tough, but right. it was really fun. And then I go to where Halson's supposed to be and he's just he's not gone. There. Yeah. Like he's, he's just gone. And I'm like, Oh crap. That's, that's the one I was like, I really broke this. Like it, it, I'm so screwed. You know, like I just like, this is done. I got to go back. I spent so much time killing all these goblins because the game told me to, the game told me I didn't kill the goblin leaders and all this stuff or whatever, whatever, you know, like, and I was like, I'm it's the stupid game's fault. So that's what I looked up and I was like, Oh yeah, no, no, just do this and this. And then Halson's back at the Grove and then everything's good. And I like show back up at the Grove and there's Halson. Everybody's happy. I'm like, Okay, you know, <laughs> but it was that same thing that I spent like so much time like searching every corner of the goblin camp of like where's this stupid druid at? Yeah. Like, I gotta rescue this guy and he's nowhere I, to be I, found. Like, Where is he took, at? It took probably five, six hours to figure out he was in the world pins. <laughs> where's the world pins? I don't know. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. And then I finally got there and he wasn't there. And I'm like, what the crap's happening? And it's just, it's so much of the game is that way. Uh, it, have you got to the Underdark yes, yet? Yes, uh, yes, yeah, okay. All right. So I had the exact same thing down there, that there's a quest that I just did it backwards. I just went and killed all the people and then found the quest giver that was like, hey, I need you to kill these people. And I'm like, oh, I already, I already did that. And they're like, oh, but I need you to bring this guy's head back to me. I'm like, oh, hold on just a second. I like run back there and there's his corpse. I'm like, okay, saw his head off. There we go. Bring it back. Here you go. It was something I had done like 10 hours previous in the game, but like was just able to go back and cut his head off and bring it back. And the dude's like, okay, cool. Like rotted head, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> it's just like, it's stuff like that all right. the way And like, I, I, I found the, I found the Underdark yesterday by going through the temple and I, I realized you can also get there by going down the well with the spiders. Yeah, there's so many ways. Uh, did, did, did you do the well in the in the, in the water village? Uh, yeah, yeah. I did the well. I didn't get to the Underdark that I, way, but I, I know apparently, you can. Apparently, yeah. there, there's uh, see, I went down there and then I, I, I went down there at the very beginning, like level two or something and got wiped. <laughs> And then and then I went looking for stuff and I figured out there was a dark amethyst that I needed to stick in a in a Necromancer yep. book, which which you have the option to totally destroy or keep, and I'm like, screw it, I'm keeping this thing. Um yep. and so I go and I get the dark amethyst and kill the spiders and and then I'm like do do I go down to the under to the underdark because I also have the 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 master uh, weapon quest which I need the yep. bark for I don't know if you have the master weapon quest yep. uh, but but like so so I'm in the goblin temple thing yesterday and I find the underdark and I'm like okay I'm gonna go look and see if I can find this tree because I'm here I might as well. And so I open the gate and I get vaporized by the statues. And and uh, what's her face? Plays says, I don't think we're supposed to be here right now. And I said, <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, we're we're going to not do that. And so I'm, I'm trying to figure out a reasonable way to attack the Underdark at this point. Uh, yeah. But, like, it, it's... I'm raving like a lunatic because 
I don't really, and everybody listening to the show is going to hate that I'm going to say this because there's so much stuff to play at this point. I don't really want to play anything else. Not right now. Like, no offense to to, 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 to whatever. No offense to whatever right. else is out there. I This is what I'm playing. Yes. Yeah, uh, 100%. That's I, I I need to get back to Zelda because we got to get through the rest of the shrines. Like, that's the one yes. other thing we have to do in, in Zelda. We haven't done that yet. We will do that. That's a that's a that's a, a non negotiable. But like Spider Man's like just around the corner, uh, like next week, yes. I think. Uh, and I just I'm like, I I want to play Spider Man so bad, but I'm I'm so into I'm so into Baldur's Gate right now, and I'm still in Act One. Too. I'm right at the end of Act One. I'm just like trying to finish uh, up all the little like loose yeah, ends of Act see, One. And, see, and, here's here's what's insane. I'm 70 hours in. I haven't found Carlash yet. <laughs> I like. I'm. Have you not? I, I'm still. I'm still <laughs> lacking a party member. Like I know where she is. Like I. Uh, she's with the hyenas, and you gotta kill all the. But, but, yep. but the last time I tried that, I got wiped, and so I'm like, okay, I'll come back and I'll do that later. I think she's my favorite character. I, which. Which I have some boots that I got in the goblin camp that I'm like, yeah, those are for her because she, <laughs> she's a barbarian with rage and and like yep. they're the, so who's your party? So it, what what I did was I did a bard, okay, which mm-hmm. which I think now that I've played this game for seventy hours, this is a discussion that we need to have. We're very quickly running out of time. But but I'm thinking <laughs> this was what this show was going I'm to be. I'm thinking that I made a mistake because, like it or not, there's more combat in Baldur's Gate than than what uh, I was hoping for. Right, and so playing a bard is really cool, and it's gotten me in some places that I haven't been. That most people don't have the ability to get into like the goblin camp for example without wrecking the whole place i got in there with no problem because my guy is a bard right but the problem with that is is that a bard is essentially a caster class right so when you get into a fight you got the bard you got shadowheart you got lazel and you got gale and I know for 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 Duff, just as an example, Duff doesn't use Gale at all, and I don't understand how because in my situation, he's most of the offense that I've got, and and he's like, okay, so so I called Duff, and I'm like, what what are you doing different? He goes, you got to go get the. Uh, you gotta get the rogue. The rogue. You gotta use the Starian. And, and you find out he's a, a vampire because he sucked your blood. And that's a whole other thing. Um, and and Duff is right. Like like in my party, when I get into a fight, I I gotta go get that guy because he is he's the damage guy. He's between him yeah. and Lazell. If I get into a fight, they're the one. They're the ones that are going to do most of the damage. 
and and I'm starting to wonder if it's because I don't understand how to use Shadowheart appropriately because when I get into a fight, my guy and Shadowheart are standing over in the corner going, yeah, we can't really do this all here, so we're going to let you guys yeah. take care of this. And, and so, like, I like my party, but it's not real good for getting into a fight. And there are lots of yeah. fights. There are lots of fights. So mine uh, is, so my guy is a rogue, uh, and so that helps a ton. Right. Uh, he's dominant now like he started out like it was tough like if my my lead guy got wiped all the time but once i got a couple of levels i could get three attacks a turn with him which is yeah. just phenomenal and so i could take out like most dudes like him on his own which is fun but then i have carlac who is the kind of tank character you know and so i just put her in front of whatever and she gets beat on but she has 100 hit points at this point so it's fine wow um and then uh i use gale for quite a while uh, I just recently took him out of my party, uh, but for the same reason that like he just does a lot of damage. He's just got a lot of uh, of firepower with the spells, and so but I switched him out with Will, and I'm using right. Will right See, now. Yeah, I, really I have like Will. Will. I haven't used Will at all, and and uh, yeah, I did it for a while, and then there was one quest of his that I was working on. I was like, I'll add you to the party while I'm doing this. I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun because the warlock you have like the the spells regenerate that you know with short rest and you don't have to long rest to get everything back and which is nice and whatever so anyway uh and so that's been and then shadow heart which i kind of have the same thing with shadow heart like i don't know exactly what to do with her so i've made her kind of range slash support and so she like buffs and you know yeah and that's my that's my bar too like that's really what he's supposed to do like right so that's what i've never used hysterian because i'm a rogue and so i just don't see you know him fitting in the party really which i probably should try him sometime i don't lose he's really good because i have carlac um, and so like, it feels like, you know, they, they kind of have these characters that you could kind of do one or the other. You got a caster, which caster do you want, which, you know, whatever, which kind of, uh, fighter character class you want, whatever. Uh, but it, it does, it, it's fun to be able to kind of mix and match them and, and have, you know, this, this party dynamic that changes quite a bit. The gameplay changes really drastically can, just depending on who you put in. Can your I tell you this, this thing that I've been doing for the last couple of days is that it never occurred to me until a couple of days ago that I, if I'm in a specific situation, let's say the Goblin Temple at the bottom, for example, when you're trying to open the thing to get to the Underdark, there's there's a hole, right? There's this little hole, and you click on this little yeah. hole, and they all say, ah, I'm too big to get into that hole. Uh, yeah. And so I started looking around, and it turns out that that see, I never really used the disguise spell, but but yep. <laughs> but I figured out that the disguise spell, while being mostly useless in most situations, <laughs> I think make yourself a half. You can make yourself small <laughs> and crawl <laughs> through a hole, shadow shadow hearts, the yep. one that has the disguise spell in my party. And so yesterday I'm in the temple and there's this hole and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back to camp, which is one click. 
I'm going to get Asterian to leave my party. I'm going to ask her to come with me. And, and and when when you leave camp, it puts you right back in the same spot. And so for the last couple of days, I've been doing a lot of switching where I go back to camp and don't necessarily rest. I grab yep. somebody for a specific situation. And, Which is so and cool. Then, and then when I busted Hailson out of jail... You know, he's trying to figure out what's going on with tadpoles and why we're not mind players and all of that. My guy's like, well, I think it has something to do with his artifact, which he would not have said if Shadowheart had not been in the party, right? Right. And so I'm really starting to understand that given certain situations, you just go back to camp, pick up who you need, and and then... And and whether yep. you rest or not is is that that's a whole separate thing. Yep. So yeah, for sure. And there's so much stuff you're gonna miss because you can't possibly do every combination. And that's what you know, like that's what makes every game uh every playthrough of the game so unique is that you just you have to make some decisions that are gonna block out other things that are gonna happen and you just kind of go, Okay, this is this is kind of how I prefer it. To, to go so uh have you lost your eye I, okay did you, did you sacrifice right, your eye okay. so, so here's the thing here's the thing i i i did a lot of research before the game came out and basically what i learned from the research is uh any decision in boulder's gate that seems like a really bad idea just say yes because it'll yep. probably turn out okay <laughs> And so I have Bolo in my camp, and I haven't let him take my eye yet, but I know what happens. I just haven't gotten there yet. Um, yeah. Same deal. It's same deal with the, I, I came up on the Goblin pre, Priestess, and it was like, do you want to let her brand you? And I was like, well, no, but I, this is another one of those bad decisions that I know is going to pay off. And so, yeah. so like, but but see, but see, here's here's what's interesting about that. Like, in most games, for, like, Dragon Age, for example, your character that you build is the character that you drive most of the game, for better or worse, right? Yeah. And so my default is to whatever happens, whether it's what's-his-face taking my eye or, or getting branded or whatever is to have it happen to the character that I built. But really, yep. I'm learning, because my character is a caster, especially the branding thing, that's a mistake because there's all of this gear that you can wear that is specific to having that brand, which would be really yep. great for a fighter, but my guy's a bard, so I'm like, well, crap. I should have let... Wazel or Carlac or somebody else should have gotten branded and and I didn't think about it, right? And so yep. and so now you've got this whole other set of of things like do I let Bolo take my character's eye or do I let him take Gale's? <laughs> like who do I want to have this ability yep. that I'm gonna end up with? How do you play those yeah. situations? 
I, I do most of them to my lead character because I know he's always going to be in my right because I do I do have a lot of affection for my lead character and so I, I'm I'm really playing you know with that idea but not everything like there are some things that I'm like oh this is a better situation for Carlac or whoever you know like that somebody else is going to do this but I did let the dude pop out my eye yes. uh, which is a gnarly scene yep. it's really fun but it is gnarly to watch <laughs> it's uh but that that i did to my main character because like that ability that you get from that uh is something that i want to have always in my right. party and so you know knowing that i don't feel obligated to keep another character in my party just to have that ability even if i don't really like that character anymore or whatever that's that's kind of the rationale i have for choosing most things for my lead. so so it is cool that you don't have to right. it's super cool that you can kind of like make your character and then make them like almost completely irrelevant yeah. you know <laughs> like you can really have your character that you create do very little in let, the game, let me ask cool. you this if you figure out a way because Duff and I were talking about this and and I haven't figured out a way to do this have you figured out a way to leave your main guy at camp I haven't, I haven't tried. I've, I've thought about it, but I don't. I don't know that you. Can I don't do think you that. can. But but it would be he does. But you could just make him like in your party, and he doesn't ever do. Well, anything. that's what I'm saying, though. Like, I would. There are some situations that that I would like for him to stay where he's at and have the Syrian and Carlac and Lazelle for like for for a really big fight. Like I need offense. And and a mistake that I probably made, like I, it makes me sad that you said what you said about Gail because I, my brain said Gail is the wizard, so Gail needs to open the book, right? And and and, right. and so now I feel like whatever's gonna happen with the book, Gail has to be because nobody else can open the book because Gail was the first one to open. And, and, and so I feel like I've made a mistake by not allowing right. my my main character, my the character that I built to open the book. But it didn't make mental sense because he's not a wizard; like he's a freaking right. bard. Like, and, and honestly, I mean, I think that's one of the things about the game that you kind of have to come to terms with is that like you're just going to make decisions that you regret later. You know, like you just can't possibly make every decision that you're going to feel good about for the entire right. game because you're just always going to think about how it could have gone differently. You know, like you're always going to wonder like, ah, oh, if I would have done it with this guy, would it have been better? Like, I know I didn't even did my research or whatever, but you're always going to have that question. So that's the, like, uh, there's just been a couple of things. I was like, Oh, I missed that. Didn't do it. Not going to be a thing. Okay. You know, like it just, it, it's, it's done. So can we talk about roles for a second? Because I I want I want to talk about uh, the rolls and the dice and the way that things work out. Sure, sure. There there's there is a a and I'm 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 bringing this up for Sam, which apparently he bought Boulder's Gate yesterday. <laughs> yes, God bless you, Sam. He's been hearing both of us. He's been hearing both of us talk about it for three weeks. Um, and so what I'm about to say mostly applies to Sam. I don't know if you found this, but I didn't like the way my roles were going because my 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 guy's a bard, and so he's charisma and persuasion based, and I was losing a lot of those roles, and I couldn't figure out why. I'm like, this does not make sense. Like, this is what that guy's built for, and so... 
I I should, based on the way that he's built, that should affect the roles. And so I start looking around, and it turns out there's a setting in the options called Karmic Dice, which basically what Karmic Dice does is if you get on a roll and you get four or five rolls good that go your way, then the game in the background evens it out and you start losing and vice versa. So if you lose a bunch of rolls, then the game evens it out and, and, and you start getting some of those rolls. Well, for the last week, I turned Karmic Dice off, and I think with that being turned off, it is much more based on the character doing the role and the the stats that they have. It, sure. I, I, seem, I seem to get a lot more roles with Karmic Dice turned off. And so if uh, you are just starting Baldur's Gate and you want uh, and you build a character for specific roles, which I think is what most people do, because like I said, my guy's a bard, because I'm going to try and talk my way out of whatever I can, right? And, and, and so I, I think for that to work out, you need to turn Karmic Dice off. And it may be in my head. There, there may not be that much difference, but I feel like since I have done that, my roles have gotten better because I'm because those like especially the persuasion roles and the charisma based roles like I almost always win those because my guy is built to win those right right yeah and 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 so that's one thing I would say is if you're just getting started and you want to get a feel of it current dice is turned on by default yeah like and it doesn't tell you that so i went and i unchecked the box if you're just starting that's something i would do yeah yeah i think so it just like to me it just feels more like D. like you feel like more that it's just roll of the dice you know like you just got the chance of the dice as opposed to the game trying to yeah. like wait it one way or the other which is uh, right yeah, whatever uh it it's it's D and D so well executed uh, as as a video game. You probably won't carry the way, but it is nice that they have that kind of option in there that you can go tweak. Right. The other thing that I want to talk about rolls real quick, and then we got a couple of things in the show notes that we need to talk about. Something that bugs me about the environmental rolls is that when you're walking along, and you talked about this last show where you're walking along and it says perception roll fail. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I was like, okay, the first time that happened to me, I was like, okay, maybe my guy doesn't have the appropriate amount of perception to get that roll. And so I tested it and I reloaded and I walked over the same thing and he gets it. It, and, and it seems to be totally random. I, I mean, I know it's not totally random. Sure. But I've learned that whatever the role is, um, have all four of your characters walk over that area 
odds are pretty good one of them is going to get it. Three yeah. of them might fail, but one of them are going to get it. And and that, it sort of bugs me. I'm not saying you should get that role all the time, but I, I think what I'm saying is it sort of bugs me that I can so obviously fail with four characters and then reload, and it was like, oh, okay, cool, you got it. Right. Like, <laughs> like, like that's a little weird to me. Either, either you have the stats to handle that role, or you don't. Is the way that I'm thinking about it, but maybe I'm missing something. Yeah, I mean that that misses the fun of D and D. That that right. It's it's the combination of stats and chance that even when you have all the stats, like you still have the chance to to fail right. something miserably. That's my guy being a rogue. You know, I have like lock picking skill through the roof. That yes. like there's not a lock that I can't bust uh, unless I roll two ones because I have advantage on every lock picking roll too. So I get to roll yeah. two dice on it all. But there was one time I rolled two ones and I'm like, <laughs> you know, like, well, that's too bad. <laughs> you know, like it just like that's part of the game. Like just sometimes it happens. Like I could literally roll a two and pick any lock in the game so far. But if I roll two ones, I'm screwed. You know, and like that just that's part of D&D. It's just every once in a while, like you just you got a 95 hit percent chance and you have a critical miss and you go, well, yeah, that's what it is. You know, like it's part what, of the fun of the what? game. One one thing that they they did to offset that that I really appreciate, and I don't know if you've used this at all, is that especially for picking locks, because my bard is essential my bard essentially runs like a rope. Yeah. Like he, they're really a, similar he's, classes. He's a talker, he, he's got the ability to pick locks, he's got perception roles, he he's got all of the stuff essentially that a rogue would have. He just doesn't have any offense. Um, and so one of the things that they did is that if you miss the roll, you've got uh, either you can use another set of picks, which makes total sense, or you can use inspiration points, which you pick up right. throughout the game, which I think is really interesting. It's really cool. I do too. And from... From a bard perspective, like a bard is an inspiring character, right? So, so I've got several spells that have to do with inspiration and, yeah. and what I, that's really nice. I really like the inspiration thing in that it gives you a second chance without like, cause I, I don't love the like quick save reload though. I, I use it. I'm not going to shy away from that. Yes. I, I use it, but I don't love it, you know, like, and I don't use it every time. Uh, if there's like a thing that I'm like, okay, this is not super consequential. I'm just going to let it be. But there are times I'm like, this isn't super consequential that I don't really want to reload, but it is nice to get a second try at, you know, whatever it is I'm trying to accomplish here. And, and, you know, like I've, I've had that happen a couple of times where I failed the second time too. And you go, okay, move on. Like whatever. There's other times that like the, whatever you had to roll like a 20 for something on the necromancer book, I think, or 15 or whatever it was. I missed that the first time. I'm like, I, I'm reloading this one. I'm doing that again. You yeah. know, like I, there's I some that, that are like, like six times. You're right. Like, that's, that's, that's when I turned the comic dice off. Cause I was like, there's, there's a problem here. Like what is going on? Like, yeah. I, I know Gail has enough intelligence to make this role. Like, right. And that's when I found Karmic Dice. I and and decided to turn that off. And I'm really glad that I did. One one more thing, and then we gotta move. But but I 
I, for those of you that are just starting, Sam, I'm talking to you. Uh, the lock, there are so many different ways to do things. Let's take chess, for example. You just talked about lock picking, and I did not figure this out until I looked it up. But if you have a chess, and if you fail a lock pick roll, you can literally pick up the chest, carry it, <laughs> put it in your inventory, throw it off a cliff, yep. and have it break and go down and get the stuff. Yeah. Like, like that's one of the options that you have. Yes. So if you come up on a chest and you're like, I can't get this. Granted, you're not going to be able to do that with a massive, like, 300-pound chest. But if it's a small chest, put it in your inventory, carry it to a cliff, throw it off, it breaks, and you get the stuff. Yeah. That that's the greatness of D D Flash Boulders Gate. Is yep. there's eight zillion ways to do like literally everything. Yeah. And in that way, it's very similar to Zelda, even though they are very different games that I have found myself going, okay, this is the obvious way to do it. Let me figure out a different way to do it just to see if I can, you know, like just to see if there's a different way around it. And that just makes it super fun. Oh, one more thing, <laughs> Sam, this is for you. Uh, okay. So turn-based, turn-based mode. We got to talk about turn-based mode because when you go into combat, uh, turn-based mode kicks in and, and that's the way the whole game works. But turn-based mode comes in really handy when you're not in combat and trying to figure out a puzzle yep. that is supposed to wipe you out and you need time to, oh, I don't know, stop some gargoyles from roasting you to death. Yes. You turn on <laughs> turn-based mode and, and you send one guy to click the button and you send another guy to do something like that's yep. what turn like it it's so you really need, and I'm having to learn to do this in certain situations, in environmental situations when not in combat. Okay, how do I do this without getting wiped? You turn on turn-based mode and do it that way. It's also if- super helpful when you just don't want your party members to get in the way. Like that's the like when you're just like trying to do something in the environment that's going to cause like an explosion or something, and they just like end up walking right into the explosion. <laughs> like yeah. turn-based mode lets you position people where you want them to be, and and they don't move, which is really nice too. So yes, it is yes. super useful even outside of combat. Yes, uh, so much this, stuff. This, we're going to talk about it a ton more. Yeah, it was we're, we're really gonna, nice to get to chat about it finally. We're we're going to talk about it for about the next three shows. We're not sorry. Uh, There's so much, so much more to talk about because we're, we're still on act one. Uh, you, you're, you're headed that way. You're on your way to the mountain pass. I, I'm, I think I'm, I'm getting close to being, uh, being ready to at least go that way. I don't even think Uh, I'm going through the mountain pass. I think I'm going through the gym forge. That's a, Whole another place. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> I haven't even made up my mind. Anyway, we, we get into that have, next have time. You, have, <laughs> have you been to Waterdeep yet? Uh, have I been to Waterdeep yet? I don't think so. Because uh, I I stumbled onto that and the whole place is on fire. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yes, yes, yes. 
So, so yeah, do that yep. before you go. Yep, did that, did that. Um, but yes, thank you for that yeah. reminder. <laughs> that was a thing. Uh, yeah, it's just the order you run into the everything about. It. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, it's fantastic, and, and we are going to play some multiplayer at some point. I, I am, I am debating. I, I've heard two things about multiplayer. I've heard that you want to, if you're going to play multiplayer, you want to play with people you know because it doesn't work with people you don't know. like. Sure, Leroy, <laughs> right? You know, it's kind of that kind of thing. <laughs> And secondly, I heard one guy say, because like I said, I'm watching a lot of YouTube and trying to figure some things out. Uh, I heard one guy say, it's really worth it if you're going to do multiplayer to just start another game. Yeah. Just just start another save slot and start over. Yeah. Because I could see you and I, you know, playing for two hours or whatever and really screwing some stuff up <laughs> right. in both of our games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, for sure. So Yeah, I so think that's something gonna, you want from a clean save, for sure. Yeah. So we are going to do some of that. We have no idea when, but yeah, but yeah it is going to happen for sure. at some point. That said, um, we, we do have just a couple of quick news things. We have to have one really big one that we've talked about a ton, so we luckily don't have to belabor the point, but it's done now, and so it's worth mentioning that it's officially done. Uh, and that is the the Activision uh, uh, takeover from Microsoft. Uh, Activision Blizzard is officially, as of like hours before us recording this show, just this morning this happened, so as close to breaking news as we ever have, uh, Activision Blizzard is officially part of the Xbox fan now this has been in the works for almost two years at this point nuts that we first heard about this two years ago uh so almost two years of the making uh but but officially the final regulatory piece that needed to happen in the uk uh happened and so that was done last night and and the acquisition went through this morning maybe the best bit of news of the whole thing is bobby kodak has officially said he's out uh done january 1st uh no longer ceo of activision which is uh really good for gaming in my opinion nobody nobody cried for him because he probably just made about yeah i saw something on his contract Uh, about like his compensation for not being ceo like there's a clause you know of him if he's not ceo here's how much he gets paid i'm like what a life man like that's that's the kind of job i need it's like when you stop doing this job here's how much we'll continue to pay you like yeah. that's not how my job works. If I stop doing no. my job, they go bye. <laughs> you know, like, yes. Have fun on whatever you do next. Uh, but yeah. So anyway, yeah. that's done. We'll talk about what that means more in the future because now we're going to start seeing the the kind of uh, actual uh, results of that. What do we get on Game Pass? What does Microsoft do with all these IPs that they now have control over? What does that mean for Call of Duty on PlayStation? All these things that have been kind of hypotheticals for a long time are now going to be real, uh, but that's all to come. Uh, a couple of things on PlayStation 5. Um, there's a slim version that's slightly slimmer. <laughs> right. It's fine. And, it's and, whatever. And I, okay, so, so one, because I did look at the show notes this morning. I have a problem with this because great they're they're making new versions of the playstation but the difference between the two versions the one with the drive and without the blu-ray drive is 50 bucks yeah right like the the which the for context is different than the current the the original models which were a hundred dollars different 
with the slim models, the digital only edition is $50 more expensive. The disc version yes. is the same price, but the, the price of the digital only version went up, uh, which is yes. notable. You do get slightly more storage space. Let me mention that. You get a full terabyte of storage space now other than the like 800 and whatever gigs that you get with the standard place. It's not much difference, but a game, you get a game more of storage space almost on on that. So that's nice. Here's my thing. The PlayStation's been out, what, four years? Something like that. Yeah, three three years. I I don't think we're quite to five. My brain keeps saying five, but it hasn't been that long. My point is... I feel like, and granted, I know the world's in upheaval, interest rates. I, I I understand where the economy is, but holy cow, man, is it not time for a price drop? Yeah, like, <laughs> as opposed to a price, price increase. Again, we're getting a price increase with one of these two consoles with this uh, new edition. Now, Will they continue to make the the old version? Will the price go down on those? We'll see. But the story kinda, says no. Yeah, that's what the story my that we have in the show notes say no. So, so I I I I have a problem with this. Yeah, and okay, so this is why I wanted to talk about this because one of the other uh, stories that we have in the show notes talks about Logitech. Uh, bringing out gear for the PlayStation accessibility controller. Yep. And 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 we've talked about Logitech before. They they don't do absolutely stellar gear, but they do gear that just works. Yep. Like and you plug it in, it just works most of the time without you. I mean, we we can talk about the G Hub. <laughs> sure, sure. You know, that. That doesn't really work, but besides that, their stuff mostly works. Um, and, and so I have a problem with that. Here's here's my issue, okay? We we already said we're going to get at least one of these controllers, probably two. I think we had to buy two because that's the only way that you get a full controller with both sticks right, and right. everything, right? So So we're going to buy two of these. And and I just, not just found out, it's been a month and a half ago, uh, got an email that PlayStation Plus is going up. Right. Right? And so I'm doing the math in my head. I'm paying for Game Pass, and I'm paying for PlayStation Plus. Neither one of which I'm getting to play at this point, because my PC is at your house. Right. Uh, and so I'm not playing Game Pass, uh, and I'm not playing PlayStation Plus. And when I found out that the 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 price hike was going to be eighty bucks or whatever, eighty bucks a year. Yeah, it's crazy. I was like, can I really keep paying for this? Yep. Can I like? Is this really something that I can do? And so you and I have not had the discussion yet about whether we continue to pay for for places well I I feel like I have to for a while but but like it's they're almost pricing me out of like I can't really yeah pay that Yes. Unless this controller is just gangbusters, you know, not like it, and even it, like that. I mean, it's a significant price hike. It's it's not uh, 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 trivial like that. That you feel, 
they they are working obviously uh to to add content for that so one of the stories uh that's also to show notes we won't talk much about but they're bringing uh ps5 games to cloud streaming uh, lots of other games have been available for cloud streaming on playstation network for a while but playstation 5 games have uh, up until now not been they're going to bring that for the top tier of playstation plus subscribers which is great uh i'm i'm all for that that's that's nice there's also a whole bunch of sony movies that you could stream for free on there which is great not that we don't have a million other places that we could stream a lot of those movies but not all and it's nice to have that outlet uh and so they are working to try to increase the value of it which if you're going up the price you got to do that but like those are still relatively minimal things for how much that price point is going up. Like it's just, it is kind of nature of these things. We see it all the time with the, the video streaming services of where the price is going at these points. And the more that they're trying to do. Okay. So as an example, who is going up next month, like five bucks, but who is not one of those things that I am going to think about because I use it all the time sure. every day chris and i have been watching it's always sunny in philadelphia for like two months on who like if you're using it yeah whatever right but but that's I, the trick like, like that's with know. all the streaming services is you get all these ones that you're like oh, yeah, i'll watch it for this show or that show because it's only four bucks a month and then all of a sudden it's 12 bucks a month and you go okay i don't really ever watch that same thing with these game services that like we did it and lots of other people do it like you pick them up because they're cheap and then the prices go up on them all and you start going okay well this isn't sustainable now because i don't actually use it that much it was great at four dollars a month or whatever and that's going we're going to see that like there was a period of time that it felt like all these services could do was grow that their subscriber base was just going to get bigger and bigger but there's obviously a finite number of people that are able and willing to sign up for these services you can't just infinitely grow these things they don't scale forever at some point that goes down it slows down it reverses and and those price increases just make that all that much more likely and until you you add in services that compel people to keep paying that higher price point, you get to that tipping point where you start losing subscribers more than you're gaining, gaining subscribers. And that's a deal. But uh, to me, if like, you know, like for me with the PlayStation, like I have it, I use it on a regular basis. It's still kind of a no brainer for me in that I use the service regularly. I I have the, the console sitting here and it is my primary console. But if it wasn't that, like I, I probably couldn't justify myself paying it with the price increase, you know, and like that's. I mean, I mean, like, like we, we are very lucky to have Patreon guys take care of us for sure. But, but, but Patreon doesn't pay for everything that we do. We, we still, we still do a lot of stuff out of pocket, which this is our hobby. It's what we do. I have no issue with that. But but when you get price hikes like that on something that me in particular, I haven't used PlayStation Plus in a year or or more. Yeah, uh, probably two years. Um, because the PlayStation lives at your house and there's no controller. Like very very something like it's not getting used, and so I'm looking at it going to I continue to pay for this yeah um and and i i don't really know what the answer is because before boulders gate came out on the mac i was using uh geforce now a ton and and, and i actually considered upgrading that to get 
uh, full access of my monitor because I think on the last show we complained about the fact that sure. Diab- the, 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 the cinematics in Diablo uh, weren't set up for my monitor and that was a rare thing and it was going to happen more and more. Uh, well, Baldur's Gate is perfect. Baldur's Gate looks like solid gold. It looks fantastic <laughs> on this monitor. It's unfreaking believable. And 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 when I when I figured that out, I actually contemplated for a couple of days. Okay, should I ditch PlayStation Plus, upgrade GeForce Now, and and just go about it that way? Because like. And, and I really don't know. Like now, I don't have to because it's native on the Mac, and sure, sure, and that's what I'm playing right now. And so I'm not going to give them however much more money it is for for a game that I have that's native. Um, but like, it really is becoming a serious debate. What what do we pay for, and what do we not? Um. Yeah, and, and that's I, not going I think away. It's gonna get, yeah, it's going to get more so. Yeah, for sure, a hundred percent. So another one of these conversations we will continue to have, which we have lots of them. Uh, really yeah. briefly, I just mentioned a couple of releases because it's been a while since we did a show, and there's been some notable releases. Uh, the the um, Assassin's Creed Mirage is out, getting pretty good reviews. Uh, there's a, it's a flawed game by by a lot of accounts, but uh, 77 on Metacritic right now. With the caveat that I've seen, if if you like old Assassin's Creed, it's going to scratch an itch for you. You're probably going to enjoy it, but lots of holes in it. Um, there's a game called Cocoon that I think is worth checking out. Uh, it's by the guy who uh, did Inside and Limbo, two fantastic Ooh. indie side-scrollers. Uh, this is uh, his most recent game, apparently, a puzzle kind of centric game that apparently is very good. It has an 89 on uh, on Metacritic. And speaking of 89, uh, Cyberpunk uh, Phantom Liberty came out since last we did a show. Also has an 89 on Cyber uh, 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 on, on Metacritic on Cybercritic on Metacritic uh, and and is apparently really really solid uh there's a the, one of the stories we did get to in the show notes about how much money cd project red did to spit to essentially uh revitalize cyberpunk it feels like they have done it uh and and it is like really kind of hit its stride at this point and it's game that's what you that so was bad. pretty much all you were playing before you started playing boulder's gate right was, well before zelda <laughs> Yeah. Zelda was the thing that took me off that. But but the Cyberpunk's great and Phantom Liberty is apparently very, very good. And so glad to see that game still doing well. And so uh yeah. if you don't have anything else to play, because what else is there to play right now? Uh, go check out one of those games. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um we we have new well, I'm not gonna say neither one of us. Uh y- y- you have a I know you played a little bit of Starfield. Yes, I like, played just a bit, uh, not a ton, but a, a little a bit. A few minutes of Starfield, and 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 we're gonna get into that at some point. Yes, uh, I I don't know when, but it's gonna happen at some point. Uh, it may not be till we're like ninety five. Right, we're gonna get there. <laughs> uh, there there's just so much stuff to play. Spider Man comes out next week. Uh, I, it's just a great time to be a gamer. I'm I'm so glad that we have the show. I'm so glad people still listen to this show. Yes, I'm me too. Really surprised to, to to see you still listening after we've been off for a month. Yes, uh, but, but uh, we are I'm, glad I'm, you are still here. 
Yes. For those of you that are still here, we don't know who's still here, but we know somebody's still here. Um, I, I really feel like the next couple of months, game-wise, I mean, literally, I don't know how to get everything done because we got baseball playoffs, we got we got we got hockey starting up, we got we got all kinds of stuff happening, and I'm spending a couple hours a night playing games. You're not uh, in the situation where you can do that at this point. I'm still getting uh, it in where I can. Yeah, it, it's it's a really good time to 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 be in this space. I'm glad to be here. We have so much to talk to you guys about, but we're going to save that for the next couple of shows uh, because there, there's just too much going on to squeeze into yes. one hour. But I am very glad to be back. I know you are too. Yes. Um, if you would like to talk to us, uh, you can always email us, gaminguncensored at gmail.com or the voicemail line at 509-GAME-210. And I've been working really hard to make sure that voicemail line stays active. Uh, so somebody call us <laughs> and uh, use that thing because Google's trying really hard to take it away. Yes. Even, even, if, you call, uh, even if you call it just to scream at Google... Uh, we would play that, uh, <laughs> which is essentially what I do. I call it and I scream at Google. Yes. Um, so so definitely get in touch with us. Uh, go by the Facebook page. Lots of stuff going on there. Uh, and there. There's always stuff going on over there. Thanks to Sam and Logan and a few other guys. Uh, I know Spider's paying attention over there. Spider just had an anniversary. Happy anniversary, buddy! Yeah, I saw uh, that. Got, gotta, gotta, gotta say that for all the married people out there. You married people, you gotta worry about those. Right. <laughs> so, uh, happy anniversary, buddy. Uh, other than that, is there anything else, sir? I think we're good. All right, I'm Jamie. That's Tommy, and holy cow, we made it through an episode <laughs> of Gaming Uncensored. We are Gaming Uncensored, and we are out. Would you like to submit a segment for the show? Send it to GamingUncensored at gmail.com. And don't worry, we'll play just about anything. Gaming Uncensored. <laughs>